Rebecca of Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers. Turned internet friends. Turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot. Or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? (laughs) It's good to be back. It's good to be back in the saddle. Yeah, it's still kind of dusting everything off, but. Got the the training wheels back on for us. I know. It It comes back to you. My vocal fry is back, so that's good. That's hot. (laughs) Today we are talking about getting help. Yes. Okay, getting help is like one of the primary reasons. It is like, honestly, the main reason I could even think about being able to take on more clients, take on more projects, take on podcasting again. Like it's the, it's like the main factor that made that possible. Good for you. (laughs) <laughs> you're working on it uh, happy hour happy hour has help yeah no yes yes I have been secretly ever okay not secretly but behind the scenes Rebecca and Claire I have been <laughs> saying they secret. Need, not a secret for well for the listeners they don't know but it's for you I'm like constantly talking about getting help now because it's like I've been shown the light And I don't know why I waited so long. And I do have to partially thank um, Inea White from Inea White Interiors, who's a past podcast guest of ours. Name job. Inea was like, you need help. And she was really open with me. We had a a really great um, phone call and text thread with each other talking about like the logistics, what we need to think about and how to plan for it. And then just like there is light at the end of the tunnel as scary as it sounds, I think a lot of it was hard to be able to admit that I could not do everything on my own. That's like, as a, like a, as a business owner, as the only creative force for Renstead Interiors, like it's really hard to say, like, I just can't do everything. And I can't build a financially sustainable business if everything is like predicated on me. Like how I can't build six hours a day, seven hours a day, like realistically a billable day could be like three hours of my time could be directly billable. And then I have all this admin work that I have to do. Literally. Yeah. Like three hours. Some, good. <laughs> yeah. Like some days, nothing, some days, absolutely nothing. Cause it's like your bookkeeper and a CPA, and then you're entering your billables. Like you don't get paid for entering invoices. Like, right. So that kind of stuff just really drags on, on our business. And then, you know, add into that days where you don't feel motivated to do stuff. So, you know, that happens. You just don't feel creative. And then, so nothing moves. Right. Or paralyzed with the overwhelm of all the things and not knowing where to start. And everybody wants a piece of us. Who am I going to disappoint today? I have <laughs> adopted that phrase. <laughs> of when it's just who, because it's going to happen. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a terrible feeling. I'm like your ghost of working past that is still living that life. So for the most part, and you in the past had larger teams and have really shared like some of the. There, of course, can be 
scarring and like bad things that happen with managing employees and like managing a team and like having like I had in my banking career, like as a manager had to fire people or like coach them and try to recover people who, you know, just, it's like, they're not here. They don't want to be here. And like some of those experiences can be tough, but they shouldn't stop us from seeking out help. Like the solution isn't, well, I guess I'll have to do everything. Like that sounds so much crazier. Like, (laughs) Like, theoretically, I completely agree. I do have, yeah, I do have some hesitation. I'm not going to call it trauma, but I had some, yeah, some negative situations. Mm -hmm. Yes, from past teams, making bad hires, kind of feeling, I don't know, backstabbed? Yeah. Might I say? And I know it's just about finding the right person. I tell myself like, oh, no one's, I'm not going to find anyone who's going to do what I need them to do the way I want them to do it. Or there, I really don't even know where to start with what role. So I keep just kind of not thinking about it. For happy hour, on the other hand, we did hire an assistant and that was completely completely necessary um but also great because claire and i share the burden of that not burden sorry ainsley you're not a burden financial accountability sure (laughs) and um and like being coaches and mentors and managers for that person it's like easy to divide up the load of that at times instead of just one of you Exactly. She's only with us two days a week, but she's been, I mean, especially when we're in like actual so much cardboard startup mode, like there's like (laughs) the physicality has been kind of extreme, but she's been really great about it. Um, And marketing strategy, like helping you guys get content created and getting Instagram rolling. Um, But she's going to be the lead in the library and keeping that organized and hopefully a good resource for the co-working designers of like someone who knows intimately like how things work there because she's come in at such an early stage that you and Claire don't have to be the only knowledge base that new designers who are working in the space can also go to Ainsley and get help exactly so that has been really great and it's been the problem with comparing this is I created a new business. So offloading some of that work mm-hmm. was like only necessary because I haven't <laughs> offloaded anything else. Yeah. Like Studio Plum is still all on you at this point. Yeah. Right. I'm telling but... you, you're going to, I know I don't have to convince you. I know. But I kind of do. <laughs> I, and I know I've said this before too, but like, we've been talking about some strategies of outsourcing. I think I'm going to start with that for reals and realizing like my real pain points are, and we've all talked about this is documentation. Um, Like construction documentation, architectural mm -hmm. details, drawings, specifications. Yes. I... Like half of that stuff I'm not skilled at. And so I'm not taking projects on that require a lot of it, which 
is not great. And then the other half is like, I don't want to do it, but I have like the to, will. and it takes so much time and like, yeah, like this heavy it's, lift energetically to get it done. Yeah, cause it's like twofold. Cause it's not just like the will to do it is hit or miss, but it's also like the added skill set of someone who it, it's so much will more and work. the skill. Yeah, you need to have both. Like, and that's hard for us because it's like, even for me, like thinking of CAD and the work I'm doing, like I get buried and I do now have Marcos with me who's able to work in that. But like, I also need him. Maybe I should fill that in a little bit. Like he works, Ainsley works with you guys at happy hour at the design collective in person. Mm -hmm. And then Marcos works with me mostly in person, but we do remote days. He, he lives close to me. I'm still working out of my home base studio. He has a a little desk. (laughs) It's It's not so tiny. It's you guys, it's really like fits a laptop and like a space for him to sit. It's a very tiny little like writing desk. Does it Um, fit a laptop and a piece of paper? Oh yeah. He could put like a cup on it. Like, (laughs) and it even has a tiny little drawer. Um, Um, but it's a, it's a small desk. He really doesn't have a ton of space, but we are making it work. And he, when there's like heavy days where he needs to work in CAD or like needs dedicated time, he usually works from home and we just connect over zoom or get on the phone and do stuff. But it's, it, it makes a massive difference to be able to offload even just part of the work. And I can like throw him a sketch, you know, the client will say, what if that, what if this is more like a, a, a credenza or what if this is more like a, a break front cabinet instead of a pantry cabinet? What would that look like? Could we redesign it? And I can just like rough sketch out what I, what I'm thinking for that. And then he can take it and put it into CAD um, and we can, you know, do elevations and details like, but the, the switching gears of it all is so time consuming to have to move between modes constantly. Um, oh, and yeah. so I'm starting to understand more and more why you talk to designers and they're like, no, literally just one person does drawings. Like one, one person is like our expert at drawings. Some of us can fill in the gaps, but we're doing like we have a dedicated person who does all of that. It, there's a lot to be said for how much consistency they can create, how fast they work. Like I'm pretty fast in CAD, but I'm not as fast as a professional drafts person or a specialist. No, like I mean, I think we were talking about that. Like they have you know templates and like quick yes things, and everything's like a library of pieces that's at their fingertips. And yeah, when you're working in one piece of software day in and day out, you become way faster. I mean, when I like go back to my graphic design programs that I haven't, if I haven't touched them in a while, I'm like, oh God, how do I do that again? <laughs> so yeah, definitely that Henry Ford model <laughs> of one person doing one task yeah, is and they're efficient. In- and they're like the specialist and going to be better and more responsive. And they um, probably want to do that. It's their job. Like it's their career that they chose. Yeah. Versus and, making somebody who's like, has who feels like we do. Who's like, oh, I can do it, but I don't really want to. I don't want to anymore. Yeah. I think for me, the things that have been the biggest relief is being able to go into presentations 
And I've said this out loud to, to Marcos. I've said, I have never been so calm or like reassured heading into a presentation as I have been since October of last year of having a second set of eyes on all of the materials that are going out to clients and knowing that, knowing that our estimates in the budgets are as accurate as we can get them before a presentation um, and that our drawings are the most up-to-date and that I didn't forget something on a slide, that everything is in the presentation. All the materials are packaged and ready to go. That your trade pricing isn't in their proposal accidentally. Oh God. Yeah. Like all of that stuff, like you miss stuff when you're trying to do everything on your own. Even if you're on your best day, we make mistakes. It doesn't matter. Like we're just a human being. Totally. Yeah. I did have Ainsley help me with a um, remote presentation that she just physically was there during the presentation. It didn't work out for her to help me prep, but yeah, just having her like there Vanna Whiting or she took tons of notes. Oh my God. The note taking alone. Which was amazing. So yeah, definitely like helped me be able to stay present with the client and hundred percent, which I normally would stay present with the client. The problem that I would have is I end the meeting and be like, what the hell did I <laughs> took, Yeah, like, like, what do I have to revise? Notes. Like which fabric didn't they like? Like, oh yeah, it was that one. And you're just like, oh shoot. Like, yeah. I don't know what to go and refine and revise when I go home now, because I was so busy ooing and eyeing with the client that I didn't get the material. The ever. Yeah. So yeah, to come back with a list that like Marcos can update in our Google Drive that we, we're really heavily in Google Drive now. Like you converted me to Google Drive. I think a couple other designers. Um, one of them was Lauren with Studio Lidlock was using Google Drive. What do other people use? I, what do you I use don't, for? Dropbox? For like presentations. Oh, slides. I was using like PowerPoint. You're talking about Google Slides, not Drive. You were using Drive before. I was using Drive, but I wasn't using Google Slides. I wasn't really doing a lot in Google Sheets. But like, honestly, it's been so easy to be able to take all these shareable documents and then send them to our renderer and everything's there. And like, I can now think about having someone do additional construction documentation. And it's like, everything's in a Drive. Everything is now in a shareable location that's up to date at all moments it doesn't matter like someone doesn't have to download the file save their changes then upload it back to the drive it's sure is it perfect no it's probably not um but is it so much more effective than what i was doing a hundred percent absolutely that um and i feel like that is probably one of the most transformative things that i did was starting to move over to everything being hosted through google drive through Google's app, you know, suite made it so much easier to start delegating and asking for help because everything is in a place that can be shared. No one's waiting on me for a file anymore. Like they can go and get it. Lauren convinced me to to move away from InDesign for presentations and start using slides. So I agree wholeheartedly. It's Using slides has been a real major um, change for me too. Partly I can do it a lot faster. I'm not like fussing about with 
exactly making it look <laughs> ready for some kind of print award. Right. And um, it takes the pressure off. But it also helps me stay organized because I can just like make a photo linkable and then I know where I sourced that thing from and I can work still fast the way that I like to without getting hung up on um, documenting <laughs> where I'm finding things. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no more like searching through an email and a Pinterest yeah. board and a a, fi- a screenshot file and you have to reverse Google image search it. Like, yeah, for certain clients, I actually will collaborate with them in the slides too. So if they're going to do their own purchasing for like, if they're e-design, then I link everything and just say, you handle Here you all go. these things on this page. Yeah. It's been really great. And also if in a pinch, I can open it on my phone and do things. So yes. So that's, I agree. Google, Mr. Google's been a great, a great help support. And maybe even like we should talk about some of the nuts and bolts of hiring. If you guys are scared of the idea of it. Uh-huh. I feel like the, fir- the, the main obstacle I hear from, from designers who have shared with me is one finding help. So I got fortunate because I posted to my Instagram and I did have some other designers that I reached out to where it was like, will you share it? Like, and some volunteered, they were like, oh yeah, happy to share. And I feel like you should activate your community um, and ask other local designers to post because yeah, people who like design and students who are into design or people who are in the field follow each other and know people so that don't be afraid to ask. Like you're, it's not bad that you're hiring. It's a good thing you're hiring and people are excited to watch you grow and develop. I also cross posted at the advice of one of our design buddies, um, Ashley Ausland from Ausland Interiors said she had really great luck posting to the Craigslist job board. And honestly, mm-hmm. some of the most skilled candidates that I screened for the position, my design assistant position came through that. And I think some of it is that it also feeds multiple job boards. Like they've connected their feed to show up in different job posting places, but you have to go, you have to funnel back through the Craigslist job posting to apply. And it was like $45. Like it was nothing like you could have done it through indeed and other places, but I was really pleased with the candidates. Um, and I kind of did like multi-level screening. I did a my own review. And then I sent almost like a scare you off email about like, Hey, this isn't like, we're just going to go shopping together. This is like, no, you're going to be putting things in recycling bins and you're going to be picking up sample like tile samples, or you're going to be helping at installs at no one is above anything. Like this isn't a drama workplace type of email. If any designers are listening and you want my warning email, (laughs) send me send me a dm or something on instagram and i think i still have a copy of it but it was like a truly like don't schedule a zoom interview with me unless you agree with all of these things because this is what the job will be and that made it so much easier because when i got on that first round zoom interview people knew what to expect there was no guessing what they would do day to day right and I did, I did a second round after that with the people who made it past Zoom. 
And then you hired some a people investigator and, and then I but I did do a, I did do background I did do background I check. I I you can you guys it's so you can pay for background checks and you get send the links to the person you're considering hiring and they fill it all out. I also did professional professional reference checks myself where I used to do this hiring at the bank, but it's calling their past managers and kind of reading between the lines and asking questions. You've got to be tenacious and make sure your like gut check is right. It's hard because I get so excited and and people are excited about applying for jobs, but it really is about personality match and skill match. And it's hard to get everything. You're never going to get perfect everything. Like, Well, personality match, like I think we've said in the past, like it's easy to get excited about either a hire or a client that you're like, oh, I could totally go have a cocktail with this person. They're so fun. But that's different than their ability to work together. Yes. So And like do yeah. the work that we need. And the older I get, the less I care about how, you know, their cocktail ability. Of course, I want to enjoy their company to a point. But more of like, what is your work ethic, I think, is the most important. Yeah. Because if you have the right work ethic, then you can learn how to do anything for the most part, um, depending on what your skill or what your job is, but like for a general assistant type, like, yeah, you can't teach hustle, but yeah, I can teach you how to work in studio designer. Yeah. Like I can teach you how I like to prep my presentations and what I like in them and the way I like images to be laid out. Like I can teach you that stuff, but like, it's been good. Cause Marcos, I like fully like disclose to him I will forget about this can you remind me of this like I will not remember that or I won't that will not be important or I'm like don't let me leave today unless we've accomplished these things and like he'll know that I'm in the middle of stuff and he's like did you do that did you do that and I'm like okay yeah like thank you like I do need some of that accountability push but he also needs that from me like I need to say okay, today before you leave, we have to send that email. We have to write that and send it. And we all need that from each other. Um, There is something about that accountability, which I think we also get from one another as designers, you know, communicating on Instagram and Marco Polo. Um, But I will say like the drive to do stuff has changed a lot once it's like, Marcos just isn't just a mouth to feed, but it's that idea of if I don't enter the invoicing and I don't get the hours and we don't bill that stuff, I don't have the money to pay myself and him. And that's a disservice when we have the things we need to do in front of us. And there are days we don't get everything done, but like, I've got to make sure we're doing the stuff that keeps the doors open and keeps us both paid. Yeah. And there's also that pressure, which I don't enjoy but it's also good of creating tasks for that person so Mm -hmm. you're taking the time to set their day up for success which will make it likely happen versus like I just kind of hit the ground running and I wake up at five o'clock like shit I gotta go home yeah there's like Um, a bunch of stuff I had to do yeah it's just like that's it so um don't come to me for time management advice, but 
I mean, I think all of us probably struggle because of how sporadic and like sometimes our days can feel really schizophrenic. Oh my God, like, yesterday, like, you know, like I got majorly <laughs> derailed by some news yesterday that I roped Sean into, but <laughs> we're on that in an upcoming episode. Yeah, we'll talk more, but it's that kind of stuff. <laughs> and that's our, that's our business. Like clients call or contractors call or the supplier, like you're on that game. And so we get pulled in a million directions. It's nice to know that someone can like hold down the fort. Um, I also really well, at least their list is getting done. Like, yeah, they can do their stuff while I'm not getting something done and I can still bill their time. Um, I, I don't know. It never really like landed with me for whatever reason, maybe because like I wasn't emotionally in a place to hear it, but several d- designers and podcasters in design have all talked about the idea of like the right, the right employee will make you more money. Like, and now that I'm on the other side of it and I'm, I'm several months into the process, like finishing out the year, it's very true. Like I can build more, I can build more time. It took a while to get things like up to speed. Like you should expect your first six months with, with an employee to be an investment and you're going to have to still put in more time, but you're already doing it all yourself. So like any amount that you can divert right from the beginning, whether it's, reading through emails or updating the calendar or reaching out to clients to give them updates. Like anything that can relieve pressure is more than you would have on your own from the very beginning. Especially something else that having an employee makes me do is create systems instead of just doing a task. So like, it's kind of overkill sometimes like Claire and Ainsley roll their eyes at me because I'm like, you know, ab happy with like making things like shareable it, or organized. But it way, gives you but, a place to get to everything. It's so easy. Well, and then it's setting us up for the future where like maybe our infrastructure is overkill right now, but adding like we I've like we've started standard operating procedures. Like there's things that yes. we're like putting in there that okay, we don't need them right now, but while we're training her, onboarding new members I'm putting them in so down the road that will help yeah like there should be a a step or a process but I don't like I I'm kind of like how you guys are doing it where it's like once the person is here you're still going to be doing it I would not for anyone who's like well I'll wait until I'm organized I don't think you can afford to do that for most designers if you already haven't developed your own steps and processes that are repeatable you like why why not is sort of like it's probably not going to happen before you're you need help and it's better to just get started somewhere and like start putting it together while you need the car to roll like especially while you're doing it when you realize like okay this task I'm about to do is a repeatable task let me document my steps mm-hmm. as I'm doing it um like I've been doing it a lot lately with email script templates like my software yeah. makes me like keep templates with attachments and everything so I've been doing a better job of formulating emails to new leads or whatever that I can repeat to the next person yeah it's not so custom that it's only that especially as my services have changed now I'm like giving them the here's your three options and what that kind of means um and then yeah and then it'll be easy to reply next time so 
Yeah. Get help. Get help. There's logistics behind it too. Like everyone, your states are all different. I would recommend making sure you know what your what your state and municipalities guidelines are on independent contractors, figure out what that is, really do your research to find out what other designers are paying in your area to make it competitive. Like you're going to get better candidates if you pay better. You are going to get um a better response if you really know the stuff you need like just start by writing down a list of stuff that you could definitely have an assistant do um and for me it was things like prepping for presentations creating quotes requesting bids updating spreadsheets like that was the easy requesting stuff. samples yeah. yes and like any i mean you can you can test for it professionally and make sure like i slowly started rolling things out to like, oh, now I know how you write emails. You don't need to copy me on every email anymore. Like, it's okay. I know you're not going to do something unprofessional or now or I feel opposite. comfortable. Yeah. Like <laughs> you need to. You're a little too, um, there's too much brevity in this. Let's, let's expand and. Yeah, let's, sure. let's get the right Maybe mood or atmosphere. Point. Make it happy. Like those <laughs> types of things you are going to need to experiment and you would need to do that with anybody. Like be being completely honest, regardless of the candidate, you want them to kind of jive with your business style, the way you talk with clients, the way you prep things. Um, You know, it may take longer for some tasks than others, but it's so much, so much easier to think about what that means once you have some help Um, and to think about like, it's that much easier to get help on the next thing once you've already done it once. Like, I'm our, I was been this just this week. I've been sending you messages like I want someone to just do construction documentation because mm-hmm. I Marcos and I are doing so much face to face with clients and presentations and contractor meetings and site visits that now I would rather have him continue all that stuff than having to pass off drawings. And so now I'm like on I don't know if you've I think you haven't used it, but I'm looking at Upwork, which is a great place to start for freelancers. You've also used Thumbtack? Thumbtack? Um, yeah, I haven't really compared the differences, but Thumbtack I used to find like my IT website maintenance guy. And you can find people like that on Upwork as well. And so if, it, but with Upwork, it tends to be very like specific task oriented. Um, but you can say that you want people who are going to do longer term projects like if you need them for six months to do stuff like a project posting yeah you like create the post like hey I one of the ones I sent was some updates that I wanted some more interactive spreadsheets and like I could probably figure it out on my own in google sheets but it's that much easier to pass it off to someone there and they do it and then it's done and it gets our time back you know to bill to clients and so I've been really pleased with like the ability to peel off these little things that it's like, you know what, an expert at this task would be that much faster. And then Marcos and I can bill our time on other things and make up for having to pay someone $60 an hour for a spreadsheet or $30 an hour. Like, oh yeah, their quality is going to be better. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Fine. 
I would hire for you if you were here. I would host the interviews. Like I would in a hot minute help you do it you, if I you, if you actually were here. did. You were here when we interviewed Ainsley. I did get to be part of the interview and I shared you guys with you guys all my interview questions that I asked and we highlighted the ones that were kind of applicable. I love situational questions like what would you do or how would you react if like I love getting those glimpses into people because the resume is them already answering about their experience like the rest you need to know is like kind of how they're going to fit in day to day so maybe that's in the future we'll host an interview workshop I don't want to overcommit but I feel like just I feel like a lot of designers maybe haven't had that same experience or like how to convert um, the interview styles of other industries into what we do creatively. And there's a, there's a way to do it. Like we can, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, I've hired a lot of people in my past life. So yeah, that would be fun. That'd be a fun episode. Yeah. So the the short of it is get help everybody. It's not too hard. You have to start somewhere. Or it is hard, but it's worth it, like, tenfold. Oh, so I'm a different person now than I was before I had help. In such a great, in a great way. Like, my mental health is better. I feel like I'm more available to my family and my friends. And I feel like I have the desire to want to pour myself into other things now that I wasn't experiencing before. And it has helped reinvigorate my creativity at the same time, probably because I've created the room for that to grow. Yeah. So yeah, stress isn't really great for creative for creativity. No, or not for like the best results that you want. No. <laughs> so let's do it, okay. hotties. Let's do it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make some progress. All right. Until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. Hi, Sean. Wait, hey, Sean, or hi, Sean? What do I say? Hey? You usually go, hey, Sean. (laughs) Hi, Sean. I'm so out of practice. I forgot my own catchphrase.